It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> demon-possessed assassin known as Travis Scott, who conjured death and insanity demons in Houston in 2021, is scheduled to return October 19, 2023. Houston police are not happy with this and speaking their minds, as they should. After spiritual murders, there was a 1,200-page report describing the demonic event known as World Concert. Astral World Concert. What part of that do we not understand? Travis Scott is a soul capture. Those young men and women who were sacrificed because that's what it was did not most likely know Jesus Christ. But here we go again with another event. The fact that this sorcerer is still walking free and allowed to return to the scene of the murders tells us who he really is and who really is running Houston, Texas. Now, there was a comment on my website on the last show, and what I was explaining that those in sin are not, that have, or either are not, or have been removed out of the uh, covering of God. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you keep your nose clean. You're not one going back to sin like a dog returning back to vomit. You have a covering. So those who are rebellious, those who reject his son, do not have a covering. That is what I was trying to bring up. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are under a covering. But remember, we're still at war. War always has casualties. It's on death that you need to be concerned about who you're serving. That's what's important, because I'll tell you what, judgment comes in many, many ways. Now, tonight, vision sight or the lack thereof on 08-09-2023, Wednesday, I'm Scott Ensler. There is another world happening among us, on us right now. So as I sit here, as you you are where you are, there are there's a spiritual realm, there are dimensions, there are demons that can either affect you or they cannot because you have that covering. You've been delivered. The curse has been broken. Now you can get bit, you can get slapped, 
You can get nudged, you can get pushed once in a while. But as I said before, the God's angels go around putting the puppies back in the box. So, so there are demons that push the realm to a point that they're out of their legal right. But they quickly get put back in. So you may experience that. You may have dealt with that. You've kept your nose clean. You've been through deliverance. You do self-deliverance. You pray. You war. You break. You render to no effect those things of generational curses so they no longer affect you. But things still happen. But remember, we're in this world. We're dealing with those who were demonized, infected, or demon-possessed fully. And so there's just like... um, if you are cutting wood, let's say you're using a chainsaw, and you're the one using the chainsaw, but you've got someone standing within a few feet of you, they're going to get splinters. They're going to get the debris that's coming from the chain cutting through into the tree, the sawdust. They're going to get it on them. We're going to get dusty. We're going to get dirty. And potentially, a limb's going to fall. So in this spiritual battle, there are instances, there are casualties, there are wounds, and there are injuries. You can call it a parallel universe, this spiritual dimension, another dimension, or the spirit realm, whatever you want to call it. There are many dimensions. There is only one second heaven, which I believe encompasses all of it. We're here in the first heaven on on earth. Second heaven, the spirit realm, and the third heaven is where God resides. Now, those of the occult tap into via the third eye, conjuring, summonsing, or even astral projecting into the spirit realm. The point is, it is real, and we have interactions with this time to time, whether we know it, whether we like it, or whether we even know that it's happening. Because there's so, you know, for instance, I have found interviewing and and praying and delivering ex-Mormons that their hearts are in the right place. They want to serve God. They're under a great delusion. But they still do not understand, of course, this Freemason-type curse, this this uh, false doctrine that they're under. But they, they still don't understand that this dimension, this realm that is around them, that they think that they're dealing with their dead loved ones or a dead grandparent or someone in the family or a lost loved one. And reality, it's just demons. And so many of them deal with instances in their life where there is spiritual contact, and they just write it off as being something that has to do with the family or, you know, something along that lines. And it's a, it's a very slippery slope. It's a very dangerous position to be in because as they accept it, as they write it off as something else other than a spiritual attack, they make themselves vulnerable. Now, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, there is a line drawn in the spiritual sand 
you yourself do not cross as well as the demons. As long as there's no legal right for the demons to have you, other than a renegade taking a pot shot at you once in a while, a drive-by spiritual shooting, you need not worry. But yet, we are told to walk in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. So, what does this mean? This means that when we're in the Holy Spirit, not the demonic realm, not the unclean spirits, the evil spirits, that's what we don't interact. Now, I mentioned the third eye, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. This is something that you do not mess with. You might as well just have an Ouija board uh, taped to your back and walk around if you're going to operate with the third eye. But again, as I have always said, there is a separation between God's Spirit and His power given on us to walk among or the dimensions without harm. Now, what I mean is that we have all power and all authority given to us through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ to trample on scorpions and serpents, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, right? So this means the spiritual warfare or this fight that we are in, we operate in the spirit, but we're not operating in a, a demonic dimension. And unfortunately, those of the occult, that's what they're doing. It's referred to as divination. So if you're operating in divination, you're using the power of fallen angels and disembodied spirits. We see in Ephesians 1.13 that when we believe in him, Jesus Christ, that God identifies us as belonging to him by giving you the Holy Spirit. Now, if this is true, why do some, unfortunately, do not have the power? Why do they not walk in the Spirit? Why do they not have the ability to cast out demons? Well, faith, one, but what's going on is a couple of things. One, you really don't know who you are in Jesus Christ. That is probably the main one. Two, you operate under a curse. Three, you lack faith because of fear. Many people fear the spirit realm. Many people fear the demons, which is manifested because of the curse that demons cause to happen. This may be a generational curse, maybe that came down through Freemasonry. Freemasonry, free unfortunately, one of the curses is fear of man. So as you operate and you deal with somebody that may be full of demons... It may not be the demons in particular that you fear, but you, you, you fear the individual that you're working with. Most likely, these curses are generational, and you think this is the way it is because that's the way it's been from day one. You don't know any different. Now, I say all of this to set the stage to help you see that the spirit realm is the dimension where all of these things happen. All of them happen. Now, there's points and times where there are breaches, there are fractures that allow demons to come into the physical. And because of sin, this realm is unfortunately breached or fractured just enough to allow the demons, the spirits, to reach out and touch you in very, very bad ways. 
even come through completely and not just attach to you, but enter you, causing all kinds of problems from bad luck to premature death. Now, when somebody is sick, somebody is dealing with a potential uh, life-threatening illness, there's always the devil in the details. God promises us to live at a certain age. And so the fall of man, though the curse was broken by Jesus Christ for what he did on the cross, we're still in this fight until he returns. The church would have you believe otherwise that you cannot have demons, that you don't need to fight, that binding and loosening and spiritual warfare is something that was all done uh, you know, like in the book of Acts, and at that point forward, it was never done again. That's all a false doctrine. That's all a lie. So with this happening all around us, you can see how important it is to correctly walk in the Spirit. Now, as mentioned, God identifies us as His. So, well, what does that mean? That means that in the Spirit, you have a mark on your forehead or the seal of God upon your forehead. So in the spirit, as described in Revelation 9.4, this means in the spirit that the demons know who you are, meaning you belong to God. They know this. You are a light in the darkness. You are the salt of the earth. You have that protection as long as you know, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, keeping the commandments was not the the contract, so to speak, in a way, uh, of you being saved. You believed onto him. This is what got you saved. But in order to stay in there, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And and there's a lot of teachings out there that says we don't have to do anything. Once saved, always saved. You got fire insurance. You can do what you want. Predestination. So I can be a jerk. I can be mean. I can be of some nature that is not pleasing to God in these doctrines. What in reality, what it does is it puts you at odds to God. Puts you in a position that opens up the doors to demons. So to break off, cast down, and this also includes the need to cast out demons or demons that are the ones causing the curses to take place. Once you repent, once you renounce, once you ask for forgiveness, once you show yourself approved and you're walking in the Spirit and you cancel the legal right to the demons, you still need to cast the demons out. And since the mainstream church does not teach you this or help you casting out the demons, you walk in bondage even though you are a believer. Get it? How sad that is. There's no need for you to be in bondage. There's no need for you to be sick. Now, there are things that happen. There are things that take place. And there's not really any clear explanation, but our ways are not God's ways. 
there is an order of things. There are things that need to take place. You know, like in the book of Revelation, it'll say, these things must happen. These things must take place. Then this happens. Then that happens. So what happens is that there's an order that before one thing takes place, another that's in line or before that event needs to take place. And so when you're out of line, when you're out of order, and you're not in Christ, and you're not doing the will of God, you're out of order. And because you're out of order, then you're not truly walking in the Spirit. You're not walking in a sense that can maintain the demons, uh, or at least keep them at bay. So you get attacked. You get, you get uh, brought into a way of thinking because you did something before and you didn't get in trouble you know demons didn't come to you 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 didn't get sick uh, you didn't lose your money you didn't lose the relationship and so you do it again because you think you can get away with it and then there'll be a day that the straw broke the camel's back because God waited long enough and he wasn't going to wait any longer because you're on his schedule He's not on your schedule. Now, what I want to really address is the reality of the spirit realm all around us. Now, I could sit here all day and talk about uh, what we were just, what I was just discussing, and I will do that, and I have done that, and there's more to talk about. In fact, this is going to be part one of part two, but what I really want to focus on is, as I mentioned Uh, to address the reality of the spirit realm all around us. Now, we can not see it. Let's say, though, that we may feel it. For instance, uh, a friend of mine many, many years ago, and I was a fairly recent Christian, but I had, uh, you know, there was, my, my friend was definitely given some gifts, though he doesn't um, use them as he should, unfortunately. But uh, we went into a restaurant, and it was lunchtime, so we were trying to hurry up, and and so we get back to work. We were working together. And we came in, and we sat down, and there was such a heaviness. There, there, there was this feeling of impending doom that was so strong that he felt it and I felt it, and we got up and walked out. And I've told this story before. Well, that was like maybe, I don't know, somewhere between Wednesday and Friday. Somewhere Saturday night, the owner of the restaurant, the man, his wife killed him, dismembered him, and was caught trying to throw his torso into a, a garbage dumpster in the alley. And if if, you know... You know, dealing with homicides as as I did years ago, and and finding body parts where people were dismembered and everything else, it's not as easy as some people think. Now, when it comes to the torso, a lot of people give up. It's very bloody. It's very difficult. Um, and so they may get the arms, they may get the head, they may get the limbs, blah blah blah. But they end up leaving the torso, or they try and take it somewhere else. And that's what this woman did. She was trying to lift it up and get it into the dumpster when an officer, see what was that, Chandler, I believe it was the city of Chandler, 
was just happened to go down this alley and caught her. So, so my point in the story is that there was death in the air when him and I went into the restaurant. There was a heavy spiritual um, that was taking place knowing that he was going to die. The murder spirits were already, were already in gear. And whatever this woman was doing beforehand, she had released the, the pit of hell. So, so it's real. It's there. We can feel it. But because of our natural vision, the vision that we've been given in the electromagnetic spectrum, we can't see the demons. Now, there are those who do, those who are schizophrenic, those who have open doors, those who have cracked the veil because of the sins and, and the issues and the generational curses. There are many who do. There are many who are, you would call them psychics. You would call them uh, those of the occult that think that they have power to conjure and to do new necromancy, right? Well, that's because they've fractured the realm, but this was never intended for God for us to have, by God. And so this is divination. And so we cannot see it, though it is real. It is there like, let's say, radio waves. Now, my ham station that I have here, all my amateur radios, when I transmit, there's a frequency or an electromagnetic pulse that is sent out in a particular order or frequency with an amplitude that's modulated to a particular frequency that it can carry my voice to be heard by a receiver miles, hundreds of miles, even thousands of miles away but I cannot see it. Now, if the frequency is high enough and it goes into where there's a corona, a, 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 a mass ejection of electrons because of the high intensity, high voltage, then you can visually see it because it ionites the molecules or the gases within the atmosphere. That's not the same thing. That's still a physical realm. I'm talking about the spirit realm. So, though we can see radio waves that are part of the electromagnetic spectrum, that unless we have electronic equipment that can detect it, hear it, or see it, and present it in a form, in a, in a format, that we can experience it with our limited abilities. So otherwise, we hear it as radio signal. We see it on, on the on a TV. We we experience it on our screens for our computers. Maybe there are uh, things you know like your phone. You can see it on there. But see, it's transformed. It takes that and converts it to something that we can see now. There are there are abilities that allow us to see in the spirit, as I talked about, those that are witches, those that are their conjurers, those that are of the occult, in that, in that sense. But there is also the power of the Holy Spirit to warn us. We have gifts to 
to help other people, to know when we need to get on our knees and pray for those that are in trouble, when there is uh, a healing that needs to take place. These powers are given to us. And I don't really like using the term power because the occult has corrupted it so much. But these are gifts and abilities that enable us to do things that are out of the natural order of the environment. So now back in 1997, I started a company by the name of Observation Concepts. I was fascinated with CCD technology. Now this is closed couple discharge, that's what CCD means. These are the sensors in the original cameras, the original solid state cameras. The time, the ability uh, to see in the dark was only by expensive equipment that used other technologies that also advanced into night vision goggles for the time. And I want to talk about the instances that took place in Vietnam. But with CCD, this was solid state, giving us the ability to see in the dark or at extremely low light levels. And the ability to see in the infrared spectrum, which we ourselves cannot see, there are animals that can, since it's out of the range of the white light spectrum that God gave us the ability to see. So if it's not in the white light spectrum, if it's not within that very small slim where we see green, we see blue, we see yellow, we see red, I'm talking about at the low end, the infrared spectrum, at the high end is ultraviolet, which damages the eye and and uh, you know can cause the sunburns and everything else and even cancer. But at the other end, it's also conven convection of heat or warmth. I really was interested in the ability to see the stars and other objects in the sky, like the moon, sun, and what the Freemasons call planets. That's a whole other thing. Taking these CCD cameras and attaching them to telescopes and not just seeing things in the sky up close and personal, but now able to record it. See, you, before, you know, you if you were going to take a picture, let's say, of a particular planet or star, you had to have an, am, an a azimuth uh, mechanism to track the movement and have a long-term exposure. And it can be done. It takes a lot of practice. It takes uh, the right equipment. But now with CCD, we could record this at the time to VHS. That's what I was using to record because this is back in the 90s before any of the hard drives were capable. But eventually, with the interfaces, that did come into play. So with the ability to record, you know, obviously you can come back later and critique it. Remember, this was the 90s, and today we mostly have CMOS technology cameras, not CCD. Now, I'm going to talk about the differences of the two, and I'm going to keep things pretty much at a layman uh, position so I don't lose you. Your iPhone is amazing with its camera abilities that was not seen 20, 30 years ago. I mean, they just, they blow 
uh, what I was doing out of the water, but they were they are very limited to what they can see as far as a spectrum of seeing down into the infrared range. They have filters in them. But in my quest to manufacture the CCD cameras for telescopes, uh, the whole point was to be low in cost that everyone could afford them. Because what was available prior to me coming along was anyone that was a professional astronomer that wanted these cameras had to pay anywhere from 5000 to 50000 and up because of the the um, many of them had to have cryogenics meaning that the CCD sensor itself that any warmth coming off of it would give a white dot on the screen which then would impair you to look at the stars right because you wouldn't know if you're looking at a star or a dot and so this technology was not quite improved to the point that they could be mass-produced at a low cost and I came across a couple of ideas to take that CCD able to draw the heat away from it at a very reasonable cost then I then was able to offer these at $300 when it was 5000 to 50000 and up. Now this worked incredibly well it did exactly as I intended it and sold many to them to amateur astronomers. I was putting those cameras on RC planes, model rockets. About that time, drones were study, starting to come out. Helicopters, uh, RC helicopters. And Channel 52 on the old UHF that was still analog. I had little transmitters that were well within below the 100 wa uh, milliwatt level. And they would transmit back to your TV. So that's that's the way that I did it. Then I would have an antenna that, like, let's say, if you had a model rocket, you could track the rocket as it went up with the directional antenna to keep a lock onto it, have a portable VHS uh, recorder, and record the flight. Because the ability to store that data at the time was not available in any small package. Of course, in, in time, that did change. I even connected with NASA contractors to supply these cameras so they could document experiments with light craft, even dirigibles. And that was a whole other thing. I, that most everything what I tried to work with was in black and white because it was what was sensitive to the infrared spectrum. And I'm going to get into that in a minute here. But at that point in time, I was starting to advance into the color versions. Now, there was another market that I stumbled upon by accident. One night, I had a new prototype that had a wide range of infrared and white light capability. Its spectrum was wider than I had ever dealt with before, meaning that it could see way down into the infrared below the typical security camera, the typical night vision camera, and all the way up to the top end of the white light vision. 
this spectrum ability opened the doors to the potential without me knowing what I was doing. This was long before I was into, into deliverance, long before I understood the spirit realm. And my wife, at the time, came in to my office, and I had turned the lights off because I was experimenting with it. And in the interest, as she came in, I took the camera and I pointed it at her. The monitor was facing away from her, and I saw right through her clothes. I saw the blood veins under her skin. I saw the devil in her eyes. I even had, even saw, uh, she had breast implants before I even met her and married her. I even saw the breast implants in her. I could see right through her. I could see into her. I could see those things that were unclean in her. I turned the camera away. I could not, as I said, she could not see the camera. I was, you know, she was only there to ask a question. I answered her question, and she immediately left. And um, I, I'll tell you, I just sat there by myself just thinking, what in God's name did I just see? What what the heck? Yowzer. Oh, my God. I mean, the hair was standing up in my arms. What have I stumbled across? Now, this was back in the 90s, 97. At that time, I knew little about the spirit realm and only knew we did not mess with it. I was only two years into my walk with Jesus Christ. It's my ex-wife that got me into deliverance. Not by intention, not by design, but because of the instances that I had to deal with with her. Now, as I said, when I pointed the camera at her, I saw the devil in her eyes. Now, let me say that that camera, if I pointed it at, let's say, 95% of the people anyways, there was always something there looking back at me. But at the time, I had no idea what I was dealing with. And as I mentioned, it was my ex-wife. Now, because of all the crazy things that happened in the marriage, that as I exited the marriage and found out that there was a reason to be delivered because of the things that were attached to her, that attached to me, or anything that I brought into the relationship needed to be removed. Now, unfortunately, she is no longer with us. She's passed away a few years ago. The things I saw in the camera, let me tell you, um, all I can say is that the very first time that I saw that, that as I look back at it today, that that particular technology, which I only, I have one camera left of that because I lost everything. And I'll, I'll talk about that. Remember at the time I knew nothing of demons or deliverance. So now I end, ended up with this story that, that was absolutely tragic because 
because of the spirits and and I and here's the thing the 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 more that I investigated what was going on and the more that I tried to look into and resolve I'd go to churches I'd go to counselors I'd go to psychiatrists I'd go what the heck is going on nobody would answer there was a few comments about this and that but no one definitively had an answer for me now I wanted to talk about it because these cameras seeing what I could see that this technology should have continued onto the cameras that we have today but it it does not notice that I said the technology of CCD today we have the technology mostly of CMOS now CCD is still around but in software and through optical filters the lower end of the spectrum is completely blocked completely filtered out now through this tragic ending of the marriage and the loss of the company I was financially devastated so I lost everything I lost the ability to manufacture I lost the contacts with the customers I could no longer supply I didn't have the money to buy uh, the, the parts to put these things together my machine shop that I had I lost the machine shop it was a very bad thing and so so as I moved on in life having to deal with um, with getting myself back up on my feet again I walked away from that whole thing now as I said the technology is still there still available and even used in certain circumstances but in your iPhones and your cameras on your computers and your security cameras or any other type these things are filtered out the CMOS does not go into that spectrum as it does with CCD there are software implementations that keep it from going down there there are optical filters that are placed in so otherwise your camera that you have on your desktop computer so you can you know you can talk to somebody and see them or you may do your videos if you were to rip that apart there would be a little tiny lens that's actually a filter that would fall out and if you reassembled it back together you then would have a camera that could be like an infrared camera maybe not as wide spectrum as it could be but it would be able to see in the dark or at least lower light levels especially uh, if you had an infrared light you know one that you couldn't see but you could illuminate the room you could use that camera so the the things that I went through is what brought me into deliverance so I walked away from the technology I walked away from the manufacturing I walked away from all of it because I had to get myself back on my feet and that was over 23 years ago so cameras of today as I mentioned are using CMOS technology for camera sensors not CCD and cameras today also as I mentioned with these filters 
that many of them are polarized in a particular vertical or horizontal, that some things appear to take place more in a vertical or more in a horizontal. Your computer cameras, I mentioned before, you could use that. The security cameras, though that they're tuned in for infrared, do not go as low as that. One, it's not necessary to see someone in the dark. They're not looking for spirits. They're not looking for demons. They're looking for criminals. They're looking for people breaking in. So this vision that is able to be rendered onto a screen or recorded is only of a small spectrum. Your phone, whether by filter or software, does not have this ability. Now that could be altered, that could be changed if you knew what you were doing. All by design. After all, if they could see what I saw back in the early 90s, people would freak out. If you could see the demons, if you could see the shadow people, if you could see the orbs, if you could see the entities or the potential of those things that are hazardous to us, and any other creature that's in the spirit realm, if it could be detected, if it could be seen, means there would be an exposure of the demonic realm. Now, yes, there are cameras available to see a wide spectrum without filters, but they still do not see all of it. Ghost hunters use them. There is people within the industry that are looking for um, wires that are uh, bad connections. They heat up. They show infrared. There are infrared cameras that they put on helicopters that when they're looking for somebody, um, you know, a jackrabbit in the desert would be a few degrees warmer than the desert floor at night. And that jackrabbit would appear like a, like a, a glowing fire just because of a few degrees difference. And you've probably seen some of this. But if you go even lower then there's things that are there that normally are not seen. Now once in a while these cameras do capture things. Most people don't even maybe even know what it is. You know it can be in an orb form where you can get a picture that doesn't look right or maybe there's the distortion that you say, okay, well, the, the picture didn't come out. It's no good. I'm not going to bother with it. So you, you delete it. Now, let me talk about Arizona State University. Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona is where I grew up and even raised my own children. Where my parents moved to Tempe back in 1958. I was, I think, 18 months old, not quite two years old yet. Now, you'll note that Arizona State University, for its mascot, uses the devil, calling the football team the Sun Devils. Now, the stadium where the games are held is built into the mountain alongside the Salt River in Tempe called A Mountain. Okay, 
That's where Arizona State University basically is at the base of that mountain covering that whole area. When I, when, when we moved there, uh, the stadium that's nestled in between, the, there's two hills, a part of the mountain. There's kind of a saddle, and in there was a Catholic church. It was a Jesuit church that was being disassembled being taken out to remove it so they could place the stadium in there in this saddle in this cradle on the mountain of a mountain so there was already a relationship between the jesuit church and the asu college already established later in the early 90s arizona state university and the vatican started a construction on mount graham in northern arizona and what is now called Mount Graham International Observatory. Now, some of you may already know this story. I talked briefly about it in my um, in my book, Second Heaven Invasion. Now, Mount Graham is known for its spiritual content, for its sacred grounds for the Indians. And it's also far enough out that the ambient lights from any city really doesn't affect it. It's up at a certain altitude to get away from the low-lying moisture that would do distortion on optics. So later in the 90s, ASU and the Vatican started construction on this. And with it, the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope, or VAT, in partnership with ASU, was under the Jesuit control. ASU Labs built the lenses and offered the technology for observing not just light spectrum, but infrared. All funded by the government of the Vatican City State. Tom Horn did a whole presentation with this with Chris Putman who died shortly after this. Now, if you don't know who Tom Horn is and you don't know who Chris Putman is, some years back they had uh, uh, really investigated the the observatory on Mount Graham. They had written about it. They had did pres- presentations. They even visited it, were allowed to go in, and the ones that showed them around and showed them the technology were Jesuits in the Jesuit attire. This The telescope sensor, like I described on my cameras as CCD, is referred to as the Lucifer device. Now, how interesting is that? Now, let me, let me go back to Chris Putman. I saw him on uh, a show. It was a Christian show. Who was that? That was um, Baker, um, Tammy Faye Baker, and 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 his, her her husband. Anyways, he was he got out of prison. He got his own show, and Chris Putman was on there. Now, I normally don't watch these shows, but since Chris Putman was on there, I thought that I'd take a look at it. And when I saw him, Chris Putman, I saw on his face 
absolute fear, concern, anxieties. If he were to have walked in my office for deliverance, I would have known that I would have had to have pulled the fiery darts out of his out of his head, out of his heart. Whatever he was dealing with, whatever he was exposed to, had he had great concern and it wasn't three days later that he died. Now, visiting the Lucifer telescope, being exposed to the Jesuits, coming to the public with this information, what else was there that he potentially was going to talk about? That's no accident, it's not a coincidence, there's something there. What it is, I don't know. I just know what I saw on his face before he died, he was scared. Now, this Lucifer telescope, this device, able to see in the infrared spectrum all the way into the, the white light spectrum. Now, <clears throat> this gives the ability, just as I did many years ago, to see things in the heavens. Think about that. Now, there's also more to this story, which I witnessed myself back in 1992. As I've mentioned before, I was involved heavily in search and rescue. On Mount Graham was a lost hiker. Even though I was with the Maricopa County Search and Rescue, or SAR, we were asked to assist in the Mount Graham County search. So I went. I was asked by the search coordinator if I would attend. Uh, I was working at the time, but I actually had some days off, so I said, yeah, let's go. So this took me to a campsite next to the construction of the Lucifer Telescope. Now, having to pass a picket line, a picket line during the construction, what was going on is all the tree huggers of the day were were trying to stop the construction because of the spotted owl. This was a habitat. I don't remember if it particularly was an endangered species, but I know the numbers were low. And so people came from all over to protest the construction. Now, Mount Graham, as I mentioned before, is a spiritual gateway to basically the third kind. And when I saw the eyes of the protesters, all I could see was demon-infected people. See, this was weird, right? So, now, this was in the early 90s, so I wasn't even a Christian yet. I didn't become a Christian until 93. But I knew when I saw that there was something very evil. Now, once past the picket line, I did not have to deal with them anymore. But two times myself got spiritually attacked to the point I had to stop searching for the lost guy up a canyon. I was given an area to search. I was a man tracker. Otherwise, I would look for clues and signs, turned over rocks, broken leaf, uh, you know, footprints, anything to show that there had been a person in this direction. I was a man tracker. That was my main focus. Now, as I tried to go up this canyon, 
and I had we always went in threes. We always there was the the main point person in the front, and then we had two flag people on the side. So I would so I myself let let's say I was the lead person. I would go up the trail, focusing on the trail, and the two on either side would look for any clues or signs on the sides of the trail. Maybe they went off, maybe they turned around, maybe they dropped something. A lot of times we find cigarette butts, we find uh, pieces of paper, we find matches, we you know all kinds of things to say that there was someone there. Now, they didn't seem to experience it, but I was hit with so much anxiety and so much rattling of my soul that I virtually thought that I was going to go crazy. Something like an anxiety attack. And as I backed off and turned away to, to leave, it lifted. And then I felt better and I thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, I was high altitude, lack of oxygen, you know, I don't know what was going on. So I headed back up and boom, hit me again. Well, if, at that particular time, it was getting late anyways. And it was maybe time to come back and reform and and uh, plot on the map, you know, what I had looked at, and then we'll pick it up again uh, if if we think there's a need to. So I went back, moved on to another location. Now, I, as I mentioned, I didn't come to Christ until 1993, so I was vulnerable with no covering. So whether whatever was up in that canyon, it did not want me there, and I was stopped. Now, we never found the lost hiker. There was never any sign. There was never any clue. There was no evidence that this so-called lost hiker was even there. Whatever happened, whether it was on the up and up, I don't know. After three days, the search was called off, and I was glad to leave and head home, let me tell you. And yes, to leave, we had to cross the picket line one more time. And yes, I saw the same thing in their eyes. So now that some years later, as a Christian, as a deliverance minister, one who has a better understanding of what's really going on, what I saw fully in their eyes, I believe the demons did not want that telescope to be built. And so they infected and brought all of these people to protest in attempt to try and keep it from being built. Now, tree huggers of any type or those that, um, you know, look, look at the people who are radical today over climate change, which is a lie, right? And so with that, the spirit realm that was in the sky was using the demons in the people to try and stop the Lucifer telescope from being built. That's my personal conclusion. But it was completely finished in 1993, seeing the first light through its lenses. And yes, reports are there of things, craft-like beings, that appear to be gathering up in the heavens, up in the sky in the expanse, in the ether, watching us. 
and I'm sure that there is more, but we'll never find out. So, back to the spirit realm. If you could see the terrible creatures around you, you probably would lose it. And I'm serious. If we could see radio waves all around us, I think we'd probably be driven crazy. I mean, think about it. Everything from Wi-Fi to cell phone to police radios to broadcast stations to satellites, we are virtually flooded with radio waves. And if we could see them, I, I don't even know how we could even deal with it. It'd drive us crazy. So God gave us sight and a small spectrum for a reason. He did not want us to see the terrible, horrible things that are up there, out there, and around us. Now, animals seem to be able to see much more than we can. Children seem to be able to see things at an early age, as an infant up, but they don't understand what they're looking at. Sometimes they're drawn to fear. This reminds me of an instance, uh, and I've talked about this. I was coming out of a bank, and I, as I went into the parking lot, I passed this van, and it was an Hispanic family, and they were, uh, they were in a panic because their young child, a young girl, looked like was having a grand mal type seizure, some type of seizure, some type of epileptic, I don't, I don't know. And so I came over and I looked and what I saw was going on is that the child laying on its back was looking back and forth, up and down, not in, not in the sense of one, you know, the eyes where they would just go blank or they would you know, recess back from, from whatever, this child could see in the spirit, and it was terrified. Now, most Hispanic families are, are uh, Santeria. When, you know, when I was doing deliverance in Arizona, I dealt with it all the time. Witchcraft, blue witchcraft, Catholicism. So what I did, no one spoke any English, by the way, as I went back to my car and I started warning and I started praying. And I went after whatever those things were that were tormenting that child. And apparently it stopped. Because everything seemed to go back to normal. They put the child back in the car seat. They closed the doors and they took off. So, but note, by faith, not by sight, Second Corinthians 5.7 that when we're able to see, when we're able to have the knowledge and to have the ability to know and to see what's in the Spirit, then it comes from God. So our faith is not by sight. So now I did not talk about the pineal gland and its relationship to seeing and communicating in the Spirit. There's going to be a part two. I'll talk more about that. I did, however, mention the third eye. This is not the Holy Spirit. This is divination, which is power other than the Holy Spirit or anything other than the blood of Jesus Christ. If you open your third eye,
you take the filters off your spiritual camera. Do you, do you get it? You're going to see things, you're going to experience things that God did not want you to see or experience. But you will see things you were never meant to see, and there will probably be a time you wish you never saw them. Because once you open the door, it takes full repentance, it takes full renouncing, it takes full deliverance, because when that is open, the demons come and go. I believe this is part of all three of the knowledge of the good and evil, the tree of knowledge, right? Now, note that what Eve did, whether you want to call it opening the third eye, whether eating the apple, which is just a metaphor, the point of it is that it brought a curse on mankind that we are still dealing with today requiring the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ to break it off of us. So now if you use the third eye, you are cursed, and it also flies in the face of Jesus Christ and what he did. So you're just a dog returning back to the vomit. Not good, not good at all. Now, like I say, there's just so much more to cover. I'll get a little more into the third eye. I'll get a little more into astral travel and and some of the other things. But the the point of it is, is that this is all around us all the time. And and many have lost their minds. Many have committed suicide. Many have have done horrible things to other people because of this demonic influence. Now, when you have people like Biden and you have people like Obama and, and the Bushes and all these other political figures, there is a time of reckoning coming for them. They're not going to get away with it. But in this interim, in this fight, in this battle that we're dealing with is a spiritual one. Though we see it as a physical one because our eyes cannot see the demons within them but their actions tell us who they are and how infected they are. All right, now uh, I'm going to be, towards the end of this month, taking a trip over to California. I'm going to be going to San Francisco, dropping down into San Luis Obispo and, uh, and others, and then coming across. I'm not sure of exactly the date, so I'm trying to work that in with taking phone calls and, and doing deliverance. And I'll try and have a better target for that date Friday as I continue part two. And I'll put my email back up once I have that figured out so uh, so we can squeeze that in. And uh, I, can, I can at least do a week. As I mentioned before, it always seems to go into two weeks and then stragglers into three. But maybe I'll just try and pick up when, when I come back. All right. Part two will be Friday. What I will do is I will fill in the gaps. I will talk a little bit more about, kind of, kind of fill in a little bit about uh, the spirit realm, uh, the infrared spectrum, uh, the electromagnetic spectrum, and how it all fits together and what we're dealing with today. All right. God bless, and we'll see you Friday.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.